Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Earle, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I have Alan Steinfeld here today, and we're going to be talking about his book, Making Contact. Now, he's been here before, but we have so much more to talk about that I'm really glad you're back. So welcome back to the High Road, Alan. It's always good to be here with you, Nancy. It's a pleasure to have you back. I'm so glad you you came to visit. You're going to be in Sedona. Let's talk about that really quickly. You're going to be at the um, Ascension uh 2022. Yeah, it's a retreat and Equinox retreat. Yes, yes. with a bunch of really amazing people. Right. And Susan Ross is producing it. Yes. And I think it's a time we all come together and gather the latest information of consciousness, of ETs, of evolution, and see where we're at, compare notes and share it with other people who have their own experiences. So I love these conferences because, um, it's a get chance to reset the direction of this. I would say we're at the leading edge, your work, all the people coming. Uh, we're taking humanity to new, new avenues of undiscovered possibility. And we, we come together, we get to share um, what the future looks like and what is possible. So I'm really excited about this. I'm excited too. I'm excited to meet all of you who have come on my show and and I've spoken with, but never gotten to sit down and have a cup of coffee with or, or a cocktail mm-hmm. with or so. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So you guys, if you're interested, it's going to be up on the show. You'll see all the information. Uh, it's March um, 18th through the 20th, so 2022. So I hope everybody attends that. So I want to just um, give you a little idea of what we're going to talk about today. Um, And let me just talk about the book, Making Contact. So at this critical juncture in the government's official acknowledgement of the reality of UFOs and UAPs, scientists, politicians, and mainstream news outlets have no idea what to make of these startling revelations or the outpouring of sightings and contact experiences currently being reported on a global scale. And this is happening. So this book stands as the most comprehensive clarification to date on the intent and intelligence behind this phenomenon. The variety of viewpoints expressed in this volume provide a solid foundation for the preparation of the greatest challenge to ever face humankind meeting the cosmic others. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm just really excited that you're here, Ellen. Before um, we get into it, though, I've got to bring up the Canadian truckers, you guys. Here's the headline. This is getting crazy, right? Canadian truckers Police move in on protesters blocking Ambassador Bridge live updates. So Ontario Premier Doug Ford on Friday declared a state of emergency in response to the ongoing Ambassador Bridge blockade and protest in Ottawa against coronavirus restrictions. Ottawa police said protesters need to move by midnight or they could be subject to arrests and fines. Um, They also said that a Canadian judge has ordered the truckers to move from the bridge by 7 p.m., by the but the protesters remain. So the protesters have also blocked two other international borders crossing um, 
in Manitab and also shortages on parts for General Motors, Ford, Toyota, and Honda. You know, I'm from this area and this bridge, uh, the Ambassador Bridge is how we get over to Canada and how they get back. It's how we, you know, you know, everybody functions. And so let me just say, I'm proud of these guys for standing up for freedom, because you know what, Um, if we don't stand up, what's going to happen here. And so I just, you know, I'm not going to get into a whole big thing about it, but I'm just really proud that they're standing up and I hope that they succeed. What do you think, Ellen? Do you want to say anything on this? Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for saying that. It's like mm, government has helped us, of course, organize and we have more services, whatever, but it's also failed us to represent the people. Mm -hmm. So we, whatever government that is, I mean, in, in the West, in North America, we're probably closer to, being able to have access to the government as opposed to like some awful countries that just have dictatorships, but still it's about the people, you know, we, the people a country for the people, by the people and of the people. And if that's not being carried out, I think it's even in the declaration of independence, we have to take action to ensure that happens. Yeah. Yes. So, that's true. That's true. <laughs> This is a time, that's all about the time of transformation we're talking about. I think this is sort of what the ETs are waiting for, because we can't rely on government to tell us the truth, even about the fact as simple as are we alone or not? I mean, they know, I'm pretty convinced they know, they have the bodies, they have the ships. What's the big secret? Well, they have the technology, and, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but we have no, this no. technology, and I believe that, that we gave away, you know, um, we gave away humanity. For the technology. That's what I think. I really that's, do think that. And that's I hate what to some be, people say. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, be, well, go ahead. No, no. I think they've given us um, an upgrade to our consciousness as well, but it's not actually happening on the governmental level. I think it's happening with individuals. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think, yes, I think you're right. The government has sold us as guinea pigs for a um, cosmic experiment. This is with the abductions. Mm-hmm for technology. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many factions of ET. So that was one, there's another level that's helping us evolve and awaken. We're just like little ants on the ground, like looking down, there's all these other beings all around us that are manipulating the world at large. So yeah, it's kind of scary. Like there was a part in your book where I read that, and I, I've always felt this too, that they are manipulating our relationships, meaning that they're experimenting with us and we're not even realizing it. Talk a little bit about that. Cause that kind of was a little like offensive in a way, like, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you know? Well, the ET abductions, if, if you believe, and I do believe that's happened to me. Right. It's- they, I think one set of the grays have reached the end of their evolutionary cycle. They hit a dead end. They, they bred passion and emotion out of their genetic pool and became pure intellect. And they realized that doesn't get them to God, let's say, it doesn't get them to experiencing the total reality. And they realize what we have, which is full of emotion and passion and creativity, is a key factor in the evolutionary process. And so they are genetically accessing some of our DNA and and interbreeding with their DNA to create the hybrids races, these half human, half ET. Right, well, I wanna understand something. And 
And I had Brad Olson on the show and he said, these guys don't have souls. The greys don't have souls because they were created by test tube, but the reptilians do have souls. So that's similar to what you're telling me, but you're telling me something a little different. So I'd yeah, like to hear I, I, your take on this. When somebody says that people, beings don't have souls, mm, I think the yearning for passion is a soul quality that, so I think, I think all things have souls. Of course, there's IA that don't have souls, artificial right. intelligence. Well, that, that's what I was thinking. They were artificial intelligence. That they well, were some creating. of them are, but the beings behind those creations of those clones mm-hmm. have a yearning, I would say on a soul level, mm-hmm. to to improve themselves. And, you know, people make that statement, they don't have souls, but- mm, But do you think they do? I think the ones behind the experiments do have a soul and they do want what we have. And in exchange for our greater awareness, our greater knowledge of um, of what they have, our, the technology, but also the vast multidimensional awareness that they live on. So we're being upgraded as we, in a way, exchange our DNA. I don't mind being a father of an alien race. It's kind of a nice thing on your resume, if you know what I mean. I don't know. I have to think about that one. (laughs) Well, I think I did donate some genetics. But so this whole idea of soul, yeah, I mean, how do you have even a receptacle for us? I mean, the soul is the most divine, precious part of all life. Right. And I think animals have souls. Oh, I I do too, for sure. For sure. I mean, I don't know if plants have souls, but I think plants have a collective soul. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah. So... But the human soul or the divine soul, um, I don't think you can take that from somebody. I, I think there's some of soul qualities within the DNA and like even in transplants, heart transplant, lung, liver, you take on the that energy, um, the energy, but mm-hmm. the kind of a mood or the um, mm-hmm. qualities of the donor, like there was, um, there was a, there was a, famous case of a little girl who got a heart transplant from another little girl who was murdered. And when she had that heart placed in her, she was able to identify the murderer. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that, or some people with liver transplants have a craving for beers or, or stuff like, so there's something within the actual physicality that is a transference of some soul quality, Mm -hmm. but the essence of the soul, which is the forever nature of, of experience, um, can't be taken. I don't think, I mean, so there's this whole mythology and that's just one opinion. So this was what happens in the UFO community. Like someone says something, yeah, "Yeah, that's a good idea. And then it becomes a myth. And then other people believe it without even checking in. You got to say, and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying my belief. So it's okay to have different beliefs and disagree, but there's no one who has the right answer. That's why this book is a compilation. It's not yes. mine. Yes. It's 12 different essays of people yes. looking at this mm, phenomenon from these different, it's like the blind man and the elephant. What do we have here? Right. So right. That's, that's what's exciting for me. Let's like take all these perspectives, put it together and let's see if we get an elephant. Yeah. And uh-huh. we're going to talk about some of those when we come back from yeah. commercial break. You guys, the book is Making Contact. Preparing for the New Realities of Extraterrestrial Existence. This is Nancy Earle. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. 
Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yearout, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and I'm here today with Alan Steinfeld, and we're talking about the ETs. And, you know, you have all these different people who have written chapters in this book, and it's really cool, you guys. Um, one of the authors, yes, making contact, yes. <laughs> you are so funny, Ellen. All of these authors are really interesting. Uh, one I wanted to ask you about, um, Daryl, and is it Anka? Anka? Yes, Anka. Anka, yes. okay. Uh, he has a, an ET named Bashar that he communicates with. And I found that fascinating. Talk a little bit. What what do you know about this? And what do you know about Bashar? Well, you know about channeling, right? So you know right. people access these other realms by opening their minds to to what's out there, and they become a vehicle for other beings to speak through. Right. Do you hear some sound in the background? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry, someone's just vacuuming here. Okay. <laughs> I just need to go outside. I know okay. it's a little light. No, it's okay. Here. It's okay. You're fine. Okay. You're fine. There. Okay. There. Okay. So, um, Bashar is a being that is a part of Daryl's future consciousness. And Daryl has been in relationship in communication with Bashar for 30 years. So he's, um, been downloading some beautiful things and Bashar is is actually what I was talking about. He says he's a hybrid of this human ET experiment that lives 300 years in the future. They're on another planet and um, they live a kind of ideal lifestyle of 
high intellect and creative passion emotion so that is where these genetics are going and and um Bashar has come here a lot uh, through Gerald and communicated some very high level information that's helped people live in more joy. His big underlying principle is follow your excitement, follow your highest excitement, which who can argue with that? I mean, some people say the hybrid experiments is an invasion of um, our own free will. You know, when a being comes, and abducts you in the middle of the night and takes your genetics, that's sort of like they're not telling you. So there's that sort of controversy going on. How could these beings, if they're loving us and wanting to come and not inform us, of course, who would want that to happen? But there's a bit of controversy. And I asked Bashar about that. He says, well, on some level of consciousness, you've made that agreement. So I don't know if that's true or not, but there's some people protesting now about the alien abduction saying, well, in this present moment, I'm not, I'm not making that. um, Yeah, right. It's sort of like, yeah, it's like sort of like the cosmic me too, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, and and, um, we have a right to say no. Well, you, Carolyn, is it Corey? It, she yep. is okay. She's witnessed, um, and I wrote this down because I thought this was really interesting. She does a chapter, and she says um, there is a galactic grid linked to our brains, as well as explaining the way we can merge our energy fields with other beings. So, in acknowledging our lineage from the stars, we can align with those frequencies to activate the higher potential of our minds. So, is that part of this? In a way, it is part of it. I mean, we. We love our indulgence in ignorance. So I don't know what, do we, do we say, yeah, on some level, let's meet these ETs. Let's give them our genetics and upgrade our brains to a higher quality. Or do we stay locked in our resistance because we are independent and free will and we have no right. So I don't know what the answer is, but there are beings here to help us. And the grid that's been in place for maybe two or three or 5,000 years has kept us very limited in the way we're thinking. We're not able to access a higher knowledge of, of the unknown. And we are now. We're beginning to, yeah. but most people are still locked in the old frequencies and want to stay there. They want to stay home watching the Super Bowl and drinking beer. Nothing wrong with that. But it's, it, I want to reach into the unknown. I want to create something that no one has ever experienced. I want to, and creativity is really, I feel, the reason for incarnation. And that's something we have an abundance of. And the more free, the more we're connected to this higher grid, the more the unknown is, is able to use the receiver of the brain to access new realities. That's the name of my program on YouTube, New Realities. Right, so how right. do we how do we start to live into, into an unknown new reality by letting get, go of everything we've known? Or not everything, but letting go of what holds us to the past. Now, I look at this differently. I look at this like we are um, created by the creator because there mm-hmm. is one divine creator and I call him God. And then I believe that the whole idea is that as we raise our vibration, which we are starting to do, and I connect with the divine every day, that we will 
eventually ascend and become one again. And that's what I think. I don't think we should be letting them screw with our souls or our bodies or any of that stuff. I don't think you know they're what I'm with. I think because I mean, <laughs> they, you know what I mean? Ellen? I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> no, but we've been stuck. Look at the favorite pastime of humanity for the past 5,000 years. You know what that yeah. is? Yeah. Tribal warfare. Yeah. We're still making war. China, Russia, U.S. We're. We I know Ukraine, right? Yeah. So we we're as a globe. I mean, individuals, of course, we're ascending, but we're also part of a global collective consciousness. So, yes, we are ascending. I think there's a there's part of us that are, but we are connected to the lowest common denominator. So we're because we're all really one conscious being. You know. I mean, there's a quote by Bruce Lipton at the end of the book in the epilogue where he says, we are not humans until we create humanity, meaning that we acknowledge that we're all different cells in the great body of humanity. So, yeah, part of us are ascending and part of us are still stuck in tribal warfare. So, right. I mean, how do we break free? Well, and that's the tr look at the truckers. We stand up. See, yes, I've got the solution is. here, Alan. <laughs> We no, stand up right. and we say no more. And the government, I mean, everybody I talk to, and I'll just, you know, say this, most people, I would say 99.9% .9 of people do not want to go to war anywhere. We don't even need yeah. to be playing this game, but this is a game that who the people in charge are playing and we don't want to play anymore. And I think humanity is, this is our time, just like the truckers are doing to stand up and say, okay, enough is enough. We don't want to go to war. We don't That's, want to do this. You're right. That's yeah. the same thing about the ET secret. Okay, lay it all on the table. Tell us what you know, and then we'll decide together yeah. how to deal with the situation. But if you keep lying and hiding the truth, that's keeping us stuck. So we, like the truckers, I mean, people in the UFO community, have to stand up and demand the truth. And that's another level of evolution. But the truckers are a great example of people's of the people's movement. And that's another reason I wrote this book because we need to take we need to know what's out there. I talk to the experts in the field to present the best case possible, and none of them agree on the same um, sort of way of looking at it. But it's all in agreement that the truth is needs to be known. I I think this is what Brad is saying and everyone who's going to be at this conference. And when we do that, we get a little more piece of information that allows us to, to come into more of our potential. But of course, we don't need that to come into our potential, but it helps to confirm reality. So the collective can be upgraded because we are the collective. So right. yeah, truckers, it begins with the truckers because that's our food supply. And I if know. we don't have that, they're just normal, everyday working people, you know, and, and how we got away from all that. Uh, you yeah. know, you've got a few people in charge and then you have the rest of us who are like, okay, what's going on here? This is getting crazy. So all these different people, they all wrote a yes. chapter, you know, give me something out of one of these chapters that you were just surprised about. Well, let's go back to Daryl Anka, who wrote a chapter about his 30 year relationship with Bashar. Okay. And, you know. Bashar comes to him, he channels through him. And one day, Bashar, Daryl said, you know, I'd like to meet you. I'd like to actually be in your physical presence. So oh. Bashar said, okay. 
And then he had this dream, which is not when you dream about an ET or UFOs, that is not a dream. That is an altered states of state of consciousness that they are interfacing with us in a way that's beyond the ordinary reality. Because if they show up, these ETs show up in our world, like right here in front of you right there, Nancy, it would freak you out. I think yeah. it would. Yeah. Because the vibrational field of theirs is so different. So Daryl asked Bashar to show up one day. Bashar ships lands in his dream. This being comes out. Daryl seeing himself in the dream, walking towards Bashar. And then he starts to panic. He starts to feel as if his whole identity, his whole history is just being sucked out of him because he's facing this larger reality that is beyond the individual egoic identity. And that was too much for him. And this is after 30 years of practicing. So what has to happen and what the reason in the subtitles preparing for the new realities of extraterrestrial existence, we have to become more practiced in transcending the ego, transcending our own personal history, because that's also not true, and becoming more lucid. The more lucid we can become in our dream states, in our altered states, I don't mean drugs because that's a very limited way. People say, oh, yeah, let's do No, there's, there's lucid states that are, are natural to our organic being. Then we're ready, more ready to meet them on an even playing field because their field is so different than ours. Their field of conscious awareness. You know, when you're around people you like, you feel good, and then there's yeah. some crazy person there and you start yeah. to feel weird because you're picking up on that. Well, the ETs are just so different. It distorts our perception. Our energy field. And it our messes. perception, our consciousness, it, it shifts us. It's like looking at the world on its side. That's been my experience. And I think other people have said that too. So we have to practice awareness on a whole other level if we're going to meet them on an even playing field. That's my gotcha. thesis. Gotcha. All right. You guys, I'm here today with Alan Steinfeld. His book is Making Contact. This is Nancy Uralt. This is High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle Sparking Wholeness. And now let's get back to the show.
We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and this is High Road to Humanity, and we're here today with Alan Steinfeld, and we're talking about his book, Making Contact. And of course, I asked Alan um, what he knew about the angelic realm, because, you know, I talk about angels on the show all the time, and I communicate with the angelic realm. And so through all these different people that you've interviewed, what have they told you? And have you ever talked to a real angel before? (laughs) Well, I have talk to Lorna Byrne. I think she's amazing. You know, Lorna Byrne? Angel I don't. In my I, hair. Yeah. She's an amazing being. I mean, there's people talking to angels that are uplifting humanity because that is another realm. Like the ETs are one realm of vibration. The, ETs, the angels are another. I mean, the divas are another. So the world is so much more complex than that we've been told even in our education, our media, um, politics for sure i mean so we are stretching the human mind to meet all these beings on all these levels and and create a new cosmology of what reality consists of so i think it's Mm. great that you're in touch with the angelic realm because you're bringing in messages that people need to hear and um, we we need to change at this moment in our time because we've reached also a dead end we need to clean up the planet we need to clean up ourselves. That's what making contact is, is making contact with each other, the ETs, the world, the greater cosmos, and, and something that's waiting for us to grow up. Well, and I think we're kind of a big experiment. I really do. I know we're down here to learn, but I really feel like we're an experiment. And I feel like my goal is to help raise the vibration and to let people know that there are angels and there's elementals incarnated right now here on the planet to help raise the vibration. And I think people need to realize that and not be afraid. I mean, mm-hmm. we're just, we're in human bodies, but we are here for a reason at us at this time to help humanity. Yeah. You know, Bashar says, this is an experiment. Like you say, a lot of people say mm-hmm. in density, we have reached the lowest point of density and we chose to forget because that's as dense as you can get. And so he says, embrace the density because it is shifting. So we wanted to be in these dense forms. We wanted to forget so we could learn the value of, of the totality of experience. And, and what I'm also teaching at this Ascension retreat in Sedona is remote viewing. Oh, cool. So you know what remote viewing is? I do. Right. It's the ability, Tell the audience. Yeah, tell the audience. It's the ability to access the non-local mind that we have that's a part of all existence. So essentially when you go beyond your personality, you can know everything about anything all the time. We have access to forever, the past, the present, and the future. And there's simple exercises you can do that will show you, you are non-local as well. Yes, we're in bodies, but the stretch and reach of the imagination is infinite. And if we only knew that, wouldn't the world be a different place? 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, we do have to start looking at things energetically because I look at it like we are energy and these are our energy fields. And when, when we get in contact with someone whose energy field doesn't match ours, that's where there's an issue. And that's kind of what you were talking about with a lot of the extraterrestrials that- That vibration, you know, there's a vibe. Everything in the universe has a vibration. Everything is energy. And that's what I've learned over time. Um, And that's why I always tell people, watch what you say, watch what you think, because our vibration of our words and our thoughts go out into the universe. And that's what we're creating for ourselves, right? Thoughts are things. You're absolutely right. That goes back to quantum physics. They're realizing the observer affects the experiment because if you look at something what you're looked at changes you know when we are always communicating telepathically with with people we love and are close to and there's an energetics and that's not confined to the body so i totally agree with what you it's in the body it's like we're like radio receivers right you know? we are mm-hmm. antennas and so, Antennas, right. So yeah. if you open up the radio, you're not going to find a music band in there. You're just going to find receivers. Our brains are senders and receivers of thought, though. That's mm-hmm. the big thing that makes us different than just radios. And But the actual, the actual self is not inside of us. It is, we are inside the self, the great self. So it's people think, oh, yeah my mind and all that, or the God consciousness is part of me, but no, we're part of that. And when we meet these ETs, even though they're a different frequency, they're actually helping us expand beyond the lower dense realms that have gotten humanity stuck. And so it is a two-way exchange. And what do you know about, they've come down here looking for a lot of our minerals. We have a lot that live, a graze that live up underneath, you know, like New Mexico, for example. Right. What do you know about that kind of stuff? What do you know about what they're after as far as the, well, the gold and things like that? Yeah, I mean, there's the Anunnaki um, legends, and but it's not one race of beings. We're sort of like a little ex- experiment, like say for the rest of the universe to just kind of come and observe how people can live in ignorance so yeah i think the earth is a beautiful place it probably has a lot of match natural resources which we're exploiting with oils and and yeah i think some of these races are here to extract minerals others are here to uplift us consciously others are here to take our genetics others are here to interface and and work so there's there's many levels. It depends where you want. Yeah. And I think we probably would do that to other planets. I think that's one of the reasons we're going to Mars or the asteroids. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, that, that, so what do you know about a, this? What do you know about the secret space program? Well, you know, I have a problem with the secret space program. Not okay, personally, tell me. <laughs> but I've heard people talk about the secret space program. I talked to Richard Dole and I say, Richard, you're a great guy, a great researcher, but show me evidence of the secret space program. And I have not seen evidence from the, I mean, yeah, lots of people in this field, including many of the people in the book talk about this secret space yeah, program, but yeah. I haven't seen evidence. I mean, it could be me. I haven't looked, but it's a suspect. So yeah, some people say we're on Mars and we're trading with the rest of the galaxy and there's ET. Um, it could be true. Maybe I'm just not expanded enough to accept it, but I have not seen evidence 
I know, I know abductions exist. I know many, many levels of the ET scenarios do exist. I know there's telepathy. I know there's downloads, but I haven't seen humans or been aware. I mean, lots of people talk about it. You know, I don't want to name specific names, but mm. I haven't seen evidence myself that there really is a secret space program where we're on Mars mining. I mean, I heard some ridiculous stuff that we're on Mars selling beer to the rest of the solar system. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. seriously what someone in the secret space pro who said he was said, wow. well, I said, what are we doing on Mars? He says, we're importing beer. And I think he was serious unless he was just joking. But so I don't think that much of the secret space program. And of course, it's a big part of the phenomena and it may be true. What do I yeah. know? I just know yeah. my little piece. Yeah, no, no. And I just thought, you know, I would ask you now let's go back to, you know, there's a lot of people who've been abducted and, yes. you know, taught you've been abducted from what you can, you know, mm, do you I want to so. tell your story, Ellen, what happened to you? Well, I was open to hearing about ETs and I thought, oh, they might be out there. But in this cross-country trip I took with this girlfriend, we, we stopped by this deserted canal. We are driving all day from the West Coast to the East Coast. And we stopped in north northwestern Nebraska off of 80, off of Route 80, and just were really tired. We just passed out. And in the night, we felt like we had been frozen in place, suspended in time, like we didn't move like we you know most people you go to bed and you're usually not in the same position that you went to bed you're moving and and who even remembers that right that but we somehow woke up and felt like we were in the same position we went to bed and like we were frozen in time and then i found that i had a mark on the back of my leg back of my knee a four-pronged puncture mark and coincidentally, I was working on a video for a woman at the time who was um, choreographing her abductions. And I said, what do you think of this mark? And she said, oh, that's an abduction mark. And I didn't remember anything about it, but it sort of freaked me out that, um, that I could have something happen and not have a memory, but also the, the idea of being taken also kind of freaked me out. Mm -hmm. Two things happened. I, I kind of pushed it away and became obsessed with the idea at the same time. And that's sort of a contradictory, but that sort of thing happens when strange ideas are planted in your mind. And that's sort of what the rude awakening, I think the planet's going to go through and is going through when the ETs arrive in, in, in visible form, when the government comes out and says yes. And so we are in for a consciousness shift. So for me, it was a conscious shift. And I met Bud Hopkins and, um, and eventually accepted the fact that this might be true. But the key is it's not happening in the reality that we existed now, Nancy. There's a, there's okay. a field shift. So the ETs are in this world, but they're not of this world. So they come in and out. And when we interface with them, a part of our physicality and awareness is shifted into new realities. That's one way. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. All right. We're going to go to commercial break. His book is called Making Contact. This is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Yeah, the world is coming. Watch the colors live. 
you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better? To create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me. And I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. Help me, TogiNet. You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details? Editing? Contacting guests? Where do I put it so that people can listen in? Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at TogiNet can take care of all of the details because we provide full-service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit. And we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find. Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety. Where do I sign up? You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and this is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Alan Steinfeld. His book is Making Contact. You know, Alan, I want to talk about the government because I think people are fed up with our government as it is. They're telling us to wear the mask. They're telling us to get the thing. I mean, come on. They're telling us we can do this. We can't go outside. I mean, this is getting crazy. And But for the longest time, they've so we know they lie, but they've lied to us for so long about the extraterrestrials. I mean, I'm in New Mexico. I've been to Roswell. You've been to Roswell. I mean, let's talk about this. What do you think? I think it's time for really a government that is not afraid of telling us the truth, not afraid of saying, I think this is the big thing behind the UFO secret. They're afraid to say, look, we don't know. We don't know what this is. We don't know their technology. They come in and out of our airspace. We can't 
you know, they're calling it a threat because they come in and out of our airspace, but there doesn't seem to be anything threatening about these beings. They've come and stopped over nuclear missile silos and they deactivated the nuclear codes and government and military doesn't like that. You're playing with our nuclear weapons. They've activated it at times, but it's to show us that we're playing with fire. You know, mm -hmm. we're playing with something very nuclear bombs or whatever we've armed our military with uh, rip holes in time space and that doesn't just affect our planet in total disaster it it affects the whole local universe so when these so there and this is there they're around a lot of atomic weapons so so they say some people in the military say so they're saying look clean get it together and um this is what the ets are saying and stop playing with matches because you're going to start a fire and that's and so they they the government just thinks along military and threat and invasion and that's part of the consciousness we have to change we need representatives that represent us nancy that's why i love marianne williamson being a presidential candidate even though i oh, think yeah. she wasn't politically minded enough but we need to represent our community of et's angel being you know all these things that talk about our values and we want like you said before people don't want war no. there's no, no one i'm sure 99 percent of russia or china they we're just regular humans wanting to live a life where we can enjoy our family and the basic necessities right and it's government power obsessed men, I have to say men, that want to feel good about themselves by owning the world. And that's what's wrong. The ETs really and the angels and everyone are waiting for us to wake up to who we really are. And we need, like we said before, thoughts are things. We need to keep putting out those thoughts and taking action. Like the truckers saying, no, we're not gonna take it anymore. We want to know the truth about this thing that happened the last two years. We want to know what is really happening in Roswell, what the government knows. It's time to demand that, not just to sit back and in our armchairs and watch the Super Bowl and pretend everything's okay and we're coming out of this crisis. Yeah, hide, hide in our little. And have you noticed not to be not to be off the wall here, but haven't you noticed how uh, marijuana is legalized like everywhere? Like they well, just want everybody to stay home and get high and not pay attention to what's going on because I've know, been paying attention to that. My theory is that they actually <laughs> put that into the '60s to quell the revolution. They made it illegal because every everybody would want to do it, but it was really a sedative for a revolutionary spirit that was happening in the '60s, and people bought it. You know, they numbed out. I think marijuana. I mean, I don't really do it. I mean, people want to do it. That's great. I can't even do CBD oil. I know there's no no THC in yeah. that, but it it. They want us to numb out, you know, alcohol. That's what I'm saying. Alcohol yeah. is like the worst thing in the world. It's what kills so many people and nobody bans it. And everybody just keeps drinking it and people keep dying and dying and dying. And it's yeah, even the ayahuasca craze. You know about the ayahuasca craze? No, no, I don't. You know what ayahuasca is? No, I don't. It's, it's a South American herb or combined herb that brewed and it creates okay. very intense visions, hallucinations, but it's become an obsession. Like peyote? Like peyote? It's kind of like, like peyote, that. But it's more intense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it's everywhere. You can find it in every major city, San Francisco, New York, Los oh, Angeles. Are you kidding? Yeah. 
everywhere there's ayahuasca and there's nothing wrong with it it's helped a lot of people it's helped people get over trauma but it becomes another thing that people do you know it's called the whole idea of plant medicine and there's nothing wrong with plant medicine if you're sick you don't want to take medicine if you're healthy yeah it opens up vision but it's become an obsession this is just my judgment a lot no, of I'm people may object to that but yeah i think if we do it once or twice and it gives us a vision of our direction great but people who do it every month or every week or it's it's Too another much. way of numbing out right you know now i want to ask you i'm going to flip subjects here a little bit sure, sure, what sure. about the crop circles and the mutilations of the animals i mean well, what those do you... are two different things okay tell me both of them well, the crop circles, I think, are communications of patterns in the wheat fields. It was started in England, mostly in Wilkeshire. And when you see these patterns, which are encoding vibrations that are put down, I think, by ETs, by plasma ray, because I've been to the crop circles in England, I've stood in them, and the real ones, you really feel an energy, and oh. you feel different energies and different ones. Actually, I might lead a crop circle toward the summer. They're encoding us with energies that are helping to upgrade our frequency visually and, you know, maybe eating the wheat there or the crop. But okay, um, that makes sense. And, and you're just looking at them, you'll feel an upgrade if you're open. Cattle mutilations are a whole other thing that's been happening probably since the 70s or before, where the blood and the soft tissue of a lot of these cows are extracted and left no trace behind, sometimes just the, the, the tongue and genitals and wounds. And, and my theory, I don't know who really agrees with this, but you know those hybrids we're talking about where they take our genetics and they mix it with the ET genetics. They are creating huge incubation bat vats, like huge wombs for these, um, in, like these hybrid fetuses, to develop and and evolve embryonically, but bigger than that. So they don't, they can't fit in a womb. Their heads are too big, actually, to be born out of a woman. So they need these big incubation bats made of soft tissue. And cow's blood is very close to human blood, and and it's a substitute womb so they need that to incubate hybrid and there's also nourishment that the ets some of the grays put on their skin because they don't have a digestive system so by smearing that's why they smell if you've ever been around an et no, i haven't they have haven't. a very sharp uh -uh. smell like seaweed dense like stagnant musty seaweed or something that's when have you come in contact with one well just kind of in memory things not not anything that I just I remember. remember. Yeah, I just get a faint glimpse of that. So these animal mutilations are for all the hybrids that are being developed around the world and taken, I think, to other planets and being genetically spliced human DNA, human and ET DNA to create a new race of beings. And they need all that blood and soft tissue to have those um, new beings be born. You know, as you're talking, it makes me think they're all here because we are really, really special. We are special. You're right. The planet is very special. This is a very beautiful planet. Look at the range of diversity. Mm -hmm. Humans don't know how special we are. I know. We've, I know. We've been dumbed down not to know it by, I have to say, I don't know if you agree, by religions, sure. by media, sure. by politics, by education. Yeah. We don't know our divinity. I know. That's 
we don't know how special we are and what we're doing in this movement and your show and all the things i'm doing is trying to tell people there's so much more to us this is really what the higher ets are saying it's time to wake up to who we really are we have to we've been in infancy stage and this shift in the timelines and the moment of choice is to graduate right and say we can meet these other beings of the cosmos on an even playing field it is time to meet the others well yeah because we have all these abilities and mine are getting stronger as i connect more and more and more and yes, start to understand yes, yes. you know and we do we have like all these different abilities we are telepathic we just haven't developed it everybody's psychic Every, right. everybody is psychic we That's all what i learned right. in re teaching remote viewing everyone in the room gets yes. the target everyone yes. at first yes. try yes i just say get out of the way get the personality <laughs> and they get it yep and we can heal ourselves too that's Absolutely. something yeah and there's so much you know there's so many things i could sit here all day and talk about how great we are and i'm just starting to realize more and more and more how fantastic we are and as we evolve i think we will all start to realize well you that. know as you talk about that nancy i start to see a shine a light come out of your eyes really you start to kind well, of because i'm excited <laughs> Yeah, because no. I know what's possible yeah. for some You're reason. Emanating the frequency of yes. that. Yeah, I should have you on my show yes. and talk about that. <laughs> I'll come and talk on your show. Okay, if you like definitely. That. <laughs> we'll do an angel forum. Okay, we'll do an that sounds great. You can have me on the show. But so, I just what? Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. No, I, I just want to say it's very very exciting this threshold in time that we are at because there's a chance to wake up to something that's never been possible before a collective utopian world i know that's idealistic and fantasy no not at all you know that's my book my book is called wake up the universe is speaking to you and yes. i wrote it like six seven years ago and i don't even know how i knew but i knew it was time to wake up and that was before everybody started waking up so i just think you do wonderful work i'm really excited that you put this together i mean mm. there are I just want to know all the people who contributed. I mean, what have you heard from them? Any great feedback from the authors? Yeah, well, Linda Moulton Howe, who's the best researcher in a field of all men, these UFO, Linda has risen to the top as the key researcher in the field because she's so brilliant and smart and remembers everything. So she says, yeah, this is a way to end our, we've been an abused species. If we've been lied to and misled and, and enslaved. And she said, this is a way of waking up to who we are and, and telling the world what's possible because this book is a, it's not, it's not for people who've been in the UFO field, the other some stuff, but if you're new to this and you yeah, really yeah. want to find out right. what's going on, a lot of people have endorsed this book because it's a prime. George Nori, uh, George Pope Nori Shopper. wrote the yeah. poem. Yeah. Yes. Nick Pope. Nick Pope was a government insider. He worked on the UFO program. He contributed the first chapter, yeah. you know, and it's about, so we go from the hardware, the nuts and bolts, which is like, oh yeah, there's a UFO out there to consciousness. How does this JJ and Desiree Hertog, really good friends of mine, spiritual teachers. Do you know the work of JJ Hertog? I don't. Oh, the keys of Enoch. He met the higher being Enoch and brought him up to these other levels and downloaded this incredible book about mm -hmm. multidimensionality and higher consciousness and cosmic 
brotherhood, the uh, have to have him Gold. on the show. Yeah, you should have, to... have him and Desiree, his wife, on the show. They are yes. great, great people. I will. Um, I so will. a lot of people have liked this book because it gives an overview. It's not one point of view. So you get to stand back after reading the whole thing and see the mosaic of the phenomena. And people appreciate that because the real researchers say, yeah, I have this piece. You mm -hmm. have that piece. Mm -hmm. And it made the most sense. I didn't want to just share my piece. I have my piece. but Right, right. But other people have something to say, too. Yeah, and there's yeah. no, not real disagreement. They look at it from different angles. You know, mm -hmm. Grant Cameron in this book says, you know, if you've seen a UFO, you are meant to see it. There are no innocent bystanders there. It is a communication and it's a shift and it's an entanglement of consciousness because now you're part of the phenomena. You're not a witness. You're a participant, you know? Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. Well, no, it, that's it, true because nothing is mm -hmm. accidental. That's absolutely true. So that's and you know, what's and, well, and just one more thing. There's more sightings than ever coming. You think? There are, there are. It's up. Yeah. If you look yeah. at the statistics. Now, I just want to say one thing before we get out of here today, mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm a little, I, I was always a little afraid, you know, about the ETs. But what I learned from, um, actually, Scott Warner came on my show and he said, if they, if you see an ET, just send them love. And that's, they're not greater than us. They're not better. Yeah, than us. just send they're them love. Yeah, and everything's fine. And that's what I learned. So I just I want to tell the audience that mm -hmm. if you ever come in contact, if you ever make contact and you get nervous, just send them love and you'll be fine. They, that's the thing. We are equal to them in every way. They may be smart, they may have greater technology, but the emanations of the divine self, as we put it out there. There's nothing greater. There's no being you're going to meet that has more of power. the divine power than each of us have. And when we emanate that, just like you're doing, Nancy, as you light yeah. up there, they they can't do anything to us when you are in that field. Right. They want us to be met. They want to be met on that level. Wonderful. I think. I think so yeah. too. I think so, so too. Thanks for coming it. on. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Let's go out there and do a CE5 <laughs> and call them in. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm looking forward to meeting you when I come to Sedona. I hope right. people will come and listen. I know you're going to be one of the um, speakers that I'm going to definitely come and see. I am. I'm going to talk about this upgrade. I'm going to talk about more than what we talked about, like kind of how do we upgrade to this next level of quantum consciousness? I love it. I love it. It's quantum right. consciousness. I love it. That's great. Hey, we got to get out of here. His book is called Making Contact. You guys pick it up. Alan Steinfeld, Preparing for the New Realities of Extraterrestrial Existence. It's guys, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any, anywhere. And thank you so much, Nancy, for your oh, joyful spirit. Thanks for coming. And you guys, if you need a psychic reading, or I call them angel readings, go to my website, nancyyearout.com, and I will be happy to book you. All right. We're going to get out of here for today. Alan, thanks again. Everybody take care and God bless.
Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. You can achieve your goals